Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We understand family was God's design, and yet, our families can often be the place in our lives where we're the most ungodly. In this podcast, we're hoping you find encouragement from God's Word, as well as practical ways the gospel can touch down in your own life, your home, and your family. We also hope to share some laughter, great stories, and let you know you're not alone, no matter your season or circumstances. Hello, and welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We are a podcast of Grace Church Family Ministries. We are Travis and Stephanie Armstrong, and we're so excited to be with you today. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we're going to try this again at home. Yeah. Uh, hopefully this time around <laughs> we won't be disturbed by our three-year-old who has this uncanny ability to know when mom and dad are doing something I know. that uh, should not involve kids. Don't don't say it because you're going to jinx us. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> He's good. He's good. Well, we are excited um, because we are going to jump back into our kind of season topic, um, mm-hmm. but we're going to take a little different turn. So we are, if you've been listening with us, we are talking kind of in this new season about how to find our footing as a family in an ever-changing culture and world. And so um, we talked a little bit about some examples, positive and negative, from Scripture. Um, looked at Lot and how mm-hmm. he drifted, and then we looked at Daniel and friends and how um, God enabled them to stand firm yeah. amidst cultural pressures all around them, right? Yeah. And so today we're going to talk um, about something totally different. We're actually going to talk about technology and screen usage Um in our homes, and I'll just maybe set this up a little bit, but uh, we're we're thinking this is a, a good topic because um, screens really run our world, mm-hmm. and by our world I mean the world, right? <laughs> right? We just are in the digital age, yeah. and we are um, raising kids in this culture of screens and technology at their fingertips. We are um, in marriages in which technology sometimes. Mm-hmm. hurts our marriages, mm-hmm. um, maybe also strengthens our marriages. We're in um, a world where people are dating on apps and right. phones, sometimes more than <laughs> face-to-face. It's kind of a crazy thing. And very recently, I was able to share on this topic um, at our Mom's Life group at Grace. And so we're going to pull some of the things yeah. from um, that talk today as we Kind of, we're gonna do another two-part series, but um, Trav, I was as I was preparing for that with the Mom's Life gals. A lot of them have little kids, and so they're just stepping into this world as parents. Yeah, they are users of technology, but they're stepping into the world of raising kids in in a digital age. And I had to like stop and think back. I'm gonna test you for a second. Uh oh. Do you think you can remember for each of our kids when they were little? What was like a favorite show of theirs? Do you remember what Ava would watch a lot? Oh my gosh. Anything with Disney. <laughs> yeah. Disney princesses kind of ruled her world. Uh-huh. And then um, Carter came into the mix. Yeah. And do you remember some of his faves? Uh, Think vehicles. Paw Patrol? <laughs> he was, Paw Patrol was not around yet. Cars, planes. He loved Thomas the Train. He was very much into the vehicle shows. Yeah. And then we, God gave us Walker, and then Paw Patrol entered our world. Mm-hmm. He loved Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yeah. And now we have little Westie, Westie. who loves uh, all of the above, <laughs> and Blippi. Yeah, 
Yeah, Walker doesn't know how to spell his name, but he does know how to spell Blippi's Weston. name. Weston. Oh, that's what I mean, Weston. Walker doesn't know. <laughs> Walker doesn't know how either. Well, he just now learned how to. <laughs> yes, he But does. if you ask Westy, our three-year-old, like, how do you spell Blippi's name? B-L-I-P-P-I. Exactly. The power. <laughs> the power of influence. Technology. Yeah. And that's what's interesting about technology. You think about it. It's like money in the sense that it's neutral. It's not like bad or good. Right. But it can be used for bad or yes. good, depending on how we use it yes. or how... Inevitably, maybe it uses us. Yeah. And what's interesting is that it's also one of those things that is ever changing and yeah. ever evolving. And so I was telling the, the Mom's Life gals, when you and I first started with, you know, Ava and Carter 11, 12 years ago, um, when, when we, you know, introduced TV to them for the mm-hmm. first time at, you know, two or something, it was an event that we had to catch right. on TV, right? Yep. So if we, if she wanted to watch, you know, Sophia the first on Disney Channel. Mm -hmm. I knew we had to tune in on Fridays at 10 a.m. and we could catch Sophia, right? What's so different between that and what Weston is growing up in is that at that point, streaming options didn't exist. Right. Weston is now growing up in an age where it's no longer singular shows or singular times Mm -hmm. to catch a show. Now it's like, you know, he has entire digital libraries available, available. And so, you know, obviously we're, that's just regarding TV, but we're just talking about how technology has exploded in so many ways Mm -hmm. and taken over. And we know what it's like in our home. It's a struggle all the time. And I would imagine in most homes, it's a struggle. Um, even with adults, Mm -hmm. it's a struggle. Like Mm -hmm. If you have an Apple phone, don't you just despise on Sunday morning when they send your weekly screen report? <laughs> like, it's a real kick in the pants it's when you're a, in yeah. church and then that, you know, thing scrolls onto your phone to let you know just where your attention has been this week. <laughs> like even adults can get consumed with technology mm-hmm. and um, we need boundaries and we need guidance. And so we're going to talk about a lot of that today. Um, And next time as well, we're going to talk about some data and just some practical things in our next episode. But today we're just going to talk about what do we do um, specifically as parents, but I think this applies just to adults. I I found myself as I was writing this, uh, you know, to help moms with their kids and screen usage, feeling incredibly convicted about my habits as well. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where we're going to where we're going to go yeah. today. And I think maybe starting off kind of a spiritual, setting kind of the spiritual climate, yep. our roadmap behind everything else that we're going to discuss in the next episode. Yeah. Kind of that framework to look through, our lens to peer through. And uh, I think scripture, you know, maybe doesn't give us a specific reference to, hey, here's how you're supposed to do screen time in your home. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice though? But I think there's guiding principles and wisdom. Yes. You know, that are in Proverbs and Deuteronomy, as we're going to look at that today, yep. that will really help us uh, along the way, hopefully make wise, informed um, decisions when it comes to screen time. And mm-hmm. we realize that there's not going to be a um, you know set guideline for each family when it comes to right. this is how much screen time they should be doing, here's the kind of shows they should be watching, and this is applicable applicable to every family. We realize right. that's not the case. Every right. home is different. Every kid is different. And what we're doing in our home may not be what you need to do in your home. So yeah. we're not going to be like, hey, we're going to rubber stamp this and you need to repeat this. Yeah, this no. is this is not a gospel issue. It's right. not um, an issue. It's not a hill that we would die on, right? Yeah. I, I think, you know, we're always changing as well in mm-hmm. the way that we parent through this. Because just when you think you've maybe gotten one thing down, 
guess what? Now there's a whole nother temptation in the area of technology that comes into play. And so, uh, you know, we think this is a wisdom issue. And because it's a wisdom issue, I think um, it's wise for us to remember that we each answer to the Lord for what happens in our families and in our homes and in our lives, right? Yeah. And therefore, we can be willing to extend grace to one another, knowing that you, you know, you, the listener, might land in a different place than maybe we are mm-hmm. landing today. But um, as Trav said, we're not, we are in no way presenting ourselves as any kind of tech experts. In fact, we are, as I said to these moms, a lot of us are first and second generation tech parents. Mm-hmm. This is a whole new world that our, our parents didn't deal with at all yeah. in the way that we do today. And so, um, and it will only continue to be like that. <laughs> our kids will deal with things that we don't know what in the world they're talking about exactly at some point. So anyway, well, let's get into this. Um, as you said, we, it would be so lovely if we had a chapter and verse on screens. <laughs> we do not. We do um, not. <laughs> but I do think one passage that we can kind of glean some wisdom from is Deuteronomy 6. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to just give maybe like a little bit of background of kind of what it's a classic passage, yeah. what's happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, Moses giving the law again to really the desert babies, yeah. uh, right? So you have the parents and they've been in the wilderness and a lot of the older parents have died off. Now we have this young generation that's going to be inheriting the promised land as promised by God. And so it's like, hey, we need to go over the rules again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't want to say like rules, but here's like guidelines mm-hmm. so that, uh, you know, the law so that you can know who God is and how to honor him and please him with your life. Um, and how to pass that and how on. how to pass that on. To the next generation. To the next generation. Yep. Uh, because if it doesn't get passed on the next generation, then we're going to have a huge, huge problem. Yep. And I think when you think about the Deuteronomy 6 uh, passage that is familiar to a lot of us, I think that's the emphasis and thrust is we've got to make sure that this is a legacy of faith passed mm-hmm. on from one generation to the next. Otherwise, we're going to have a generation grow up in the promised land who know nothing about right. the Lord. Right. And that's why as Moses would say, like, I'm telling you these things, lest you forget the Lord your God who brought you up from the land of Egypt right. and has bring you into this land that I've promised to give you. Yeah. That's, so, a, that's a human condition that we often forget God. Yeah. And we go our own way. Right. right? And so anyway, as we look at this um, chapter, chapter six, I, we're going to kind of walk through it, but um, I think there's just some general principles that we can glean from what Moses was instructing the desert babies, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one is just in the first three verses. He really is talking to them about um, obeying God, right? Loving yeah. and obeying God. And he's telling them um, in verse three, Hear therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them. That's the commandments of God that it may go well with you and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord, the God of your fathers has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. And so from those kind of first three verses, I think we can see that it's important that we are obedient parents. Yeah. And what I mean by that is um, what we model to our kids is actually more impactful than what we say mm-hmm. because we are first and foremost responsible to the Lord, right? Yeah. He's given us commands in his word to follow and obey. And when we're careful to do that, mm-hmm. then there's blessing that follows. But if we're not careful and we say we love the Lord, especially to our children or to other people, but our daily living paints a very different picture, our kids pick up on that, yeah. right? Yeah. 
And it's going to be so much harder for them to follow our rules and stay within the boundaries we set for them if they have parents who have chosen to go their own way mm-hmm. and push back against the Lord's boundaries. So I think the the principle here is to be obedient versus careless. Yeah. As individuals accountable to a holy God in following his law, but also as we display and model our own screen time yeah. habits because our habits will trickle down and if we are submissive to the Lord they will benefit from watching us make careful boundaries and choices mm-hmm. regarding our mm-hmm. media habits as well. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes me think of a phrase I heard from a very early age and new kind of to the Christian life and learning to walk with Jesus. And it goes like this, that things in life are more caught than taught. Yep. And so your kids are going to catch the life of Christ from you. Yep. Um, and so they're going to they're going to mimic uh, and monkey, yeah. you know, a lot of what you're doing. And so I think it's important that we um, first are caught by the gospel. <laughs> yeah, right. And that it influences it captures our, daily our heart living. and yeah. how we live daily in the, in the, in the eyes and the impressionable um, eyes of, of, of our young kids in our home. Because mm-hmm. um, they are going to pick up on that. They're sponges and they're absorbing everything about their environment. Uh, and since they spend most of their time at home with their family, they're they're absorbing the most from us, mm-hmm. which really puts the onus on parents, which Moses does in here yeah. about the importance of uh, passing this on and being obedient to God's yeah. word to leave that legacy of faith. So I think maybe a question you know that we ask ourselves is if before we ask our kids to be obedient to us mm-hmm. in the way that they use screens, right? Mm-hmm. I think we have to ask. Am I obedient to the Lord in the way I'm using yeah. screens? Yeah. And uh, thankfully, we live in a, you know, part of the benefits of the digital age is we have tools to help us. And yeah. I think our kids love to catch me when I'm on my phone and my little screen time alert goes off. I have a screen time uh-huh. number of hours or whatever that I have set um, for every day. And when I reach my limit, I get the warning that says, you know, your screen time is up in five minutes, uh-huh. time check or whatever. Yep. They love when they see that I have put limits on myself <laughs> because I think they feel like maybe they're not being attacked when right. I am trying to also model that I need to be accountable for my time. So mm-hmm. I think as That's we good. move on in the passage, um, we get to verses four through nine, which is really when Moses is telling them you know, to love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, and might, and then the words that they're commanded should be, you know, on their hearts, and they should teach them diligently to their children, talk about them when they sit, when they walk by the way, when they lie down and rise. Um, there'll be a sign on your hand, frontlets between your eyes, write them on their doorposts. So pretty much we see like incredibly intentional parenting yeah. here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think this goes in line with what we were talking about um, when it comes to Lot. Um, there's intentionality mm-hmm. on the part of the parents to make sure that they're passing on this faith and they're, there's, you know, they're intentional about doing it Yeah. versus if you're not intentional, uh, it's, it's going to allow a vacuum to be created in your home and kids are going to drift away from, yep. from the gospel and from God's word and be more attracted to the things of this world. Yeah. And so I think we have to set set the stage in the atmosphere in our home that, hey, 
we want to be people of the book and we want to talk about who Jesus is. And I, and I will just absolutely tell everybody it's hard. It is hard. And it doesn't come naturally. And it's something that, uh, we struggle with in our home and, and, and we're, we're fighting, we're trying to fight the good fight of the faith and making sure our kids aren't drifting, but that we're directing them Mm -hmm. towards a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah, because we want to be intentional with our time that God has given us with them versus just aimless, mm-hmm. right? And so I think a question um, to ask, you know, it is up to us to create like the atmosphere in our home that will honor the Lord. So as a family, what do you love? Mm-hmm. What do you see in your home? What do you listen to in your home? What do you read? What do you dwell on? Um, we we do have a choice to cultivate the kind of homes that we want, yeah. right? And And it always strikes me when I hear... You know, you have 18 summers with your kids, yeah. or you have 18 kind of focused years before they're, they've spread their wings, right? So how do we want to spend that time? Yeah, It feels like forever sometimes right. in front of you, but really it's very fleeting. And so, um, you know, I think as, as it relates to screen usage and technology, um, you know, what are... what are you allowing in your home? Is it just screen-driven, mm-hmm. meaning... There's always something on and and people are always being pulled into what's, you know, on TV or music or whatever, or are people the centerpiece of your home? Yeah. You know, and is getting in the word a daily thing that just happens in your home? Right. And so I think that's a, that's a parenting principle we can take from Moses there. Absolutely. The third one is, um, as he continues in, um, verses 10 through 15, he's really, um, kind of talking about, you know, as you go into the land that God is going to give you, I love this in verse 12, he says, take care, lest you forget the Lord. And you mentioned this earlier, who brought you out of Egypt and out of slavery. Um, It's the Lord, your God, you shall fear him, you shall serve by his name, you shall swear, you shall not go after other gods, the gods of the people who are around you. Hmm. For the Lord, your God is in your midst, and he's a jealous God. Mm hmm. So I think we see here that we have to be wise yeah. parents yep. um, and not foolish when it comes to, you know, what our kids want to watch yeah. and play yeah. and see and listen to. Um, and th- this is very hard because, you know, I think sometimes our knee-jerk reaction then is to like cut out <laughs> yeah. everybody and everything that, you know, we don't agree with. Right. But we have to remember like we're training them up, mm-hmm. right? So we've got to help them, teach them how to discern what's good and evil, right. what's wise and unwise, helpful, not helpful, mm-hmm. um, and all that. Yeah. To be able to filter through some of the things uh, that are obviously coming into your house, because um, media is not you know, passive wrappings. It's yeah. actively wrapping kids up into a world where they are being influenced with beliefs and ideas and yeah. and ideas that can sometimes be contrary to the word of God. And so we gotta help them yep. you know, filter through the good and the bad. Yep. And we talk about that and we might talk about that in Mama Bear Apologetics, where yeah. it's kind of a chew and spit. Yep. So to chew some of these things up, spit out the bad and maintain or retain swallow the, the good. good yep. You know? Um, but that's a thing that we're as parents, we got to help kids do that because they're not going to naturally know how to do that. That's right. And when they're little, you know, we don't have to defend every choice we make to a three-year-old. We can just right. simply say, no, 
Right. <laughs> we're not going to watch that, right. you know? But I think, um, as maybe even we've been reminded with a preteen recently, uh-huh. um, you know, who asked us, hey, could I watch this movie? And it was a great opportunity for us to um, give her an answer, but also show her why. Mm-hmm. And we pulled up, you know, a resource that we use um, that just kind of walks through movies and kind of lays out here's what's good here's what's bad here's the language here's the sex here's all the stuff um and we were able to show her like hey we're not just we don't want you to think we're just making a a rote you know no you can't or Mm -hmm. yes with no context behind it because we want her to grow up and discern just like you said what's wise Mm -hmm. and what's unwise and where do I go for that? And does the, is this contrary to, you know, scripture and, and all of that. So I think we have a great example, um, in that Mm -hmm. we have to take care to do it though. Yeah. We've got to be wise. And then I think as we move on to verses 16 through 18, um, Moses is, is telling them, don't put the Lord, your God to the test Mm -hmm. as you tested him. You shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his testimonies and his statutes, which he has commanded you. You shall do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may go well with you. Hmm. And so um, I think the diligence piece yes. is something that that we're called to be a diligent parent, not That's a right. lazy parent. Yeah, yeah. I think um, if you look in the New Testament, so often Paul in his writings... Um, encapsulates the Christian life as a fight mm-hmm. because there's spiritual warfare that's occurring, and so we have to fight the good fight of the faith. Um, and so, if you're not fighting, you know you're going to be drifting. Yeah. Um, and if you're not fighting, you're going to find yourself sucked into a world that's going to wrap you up and conform you into its image. You know, that's yeah. where we get that whole Romans twelve two: Do not conform to this world, be transformed through the renewing of your mind. And when we renew our mind in the scriptures, it gives us a sermon, and then we're able to see things for what they, for the way they really are, and we can then be able to see and determine is it good or bad mm-hmm. uh, of an influence. But I think we have to diligently stay on top of things, yeah. um, and that's why I think daily we got to be in the Word of God, daily assessing the things that are coming in our home, daily a- acquiring a um, understanding of is this good or bad for our kids, yeah. and um, I think that's you know it's a daily thing. It is, and it's a hard thing mm-hmm. <laughs> because I sometimes I say to you when you get home from work, you know, and I've had, I've been doing this right with the four of, of our kids, I feel like I'm a hall monitor. Yeah. <laughs> like I just walk yeah. around, like <laughs> keeping tabs on everybody. And what are you doing? What are you watching? What did you know? Do you have permission to do that? Did you ask me? And there are days that I just, I'm tired mm-hmm. and I just want to be lazy about it. Yeah. And I want to lay on the couch and zone out. <laughs> but the, the deal is that I'm the parent. Right. And God has put this responsibility um, to know what is happening in my home. And so, you know, I think sometimes we we hold them to the standard that actually we should be held to, meaning we cannot really expect wise, disciplined self-governance from them Mm -hmm. until like way later on in their journey. Yeah. But when they're young, they need parents for a reason. And God gave us um, to be their parent, gave them to us. And so, you know, I think we just have to resist all the time the urge to be a lazy parent and to mm. stay on top of what's happening in our home. And the same is true whether you're a parent or just an adult. Yeah, I mean, Netflix, um, you know, streaming uh, entire seasons, binging yeah. <laughs> entire seasons yeah. 
is made to counter this exact thing. Like they're hoping you'll be lazy and just, you know, let one episode roll into the next. And before you know it, you're 10 episodes in, right? Uh Um, We have to be so careful how we spend our time too, because it's very easily we're captivated. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, idle time can be time for the enemy to work his (laughs) lies into our lives. Absolutely. Um, And so, yeah, I think that diligent part of it being a daily thing. I think it was uh, Pastor um, Daniel Henderson used to say, the thing that's so hard about the Christian life is that it's daily. Yeah, that's not the truth. (laughs) And the enemy's never going to take a time out, take a day off, or be like, you know what, you get a pass today. I'm going to leave you guys alone. (laughs) That's right, daily temptations. Mm -hmm. So finally, as um, this chapter kind of ends, uh, I love this. I love this wisdom that Moses is is giving parents here. In verse twenty, it says, "When your son asks you in time to come, what is the meaning of the testimonies and the statutes and the rules that the Lord our God has commanded you? Hmm. Then you shall say to your son." And then he kind of gives them what what they're to say. It's kind of recounting the history and sort of the why behind what they're doing and the importance of it and from that, I think we can glean just a principle of being an approachable parent. Yeah. And um, especially in this area of like media consumption, um, again, you know, this is an age appropriate thing when they're little, we don't have to give them a ton of words and justify our parenting mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. But as they're growing up and they, they begin to push back a little bit, right? Yeah. And ask like, well, why can't I watch it? Yeah. My friend does it. You know, my friends play this game. My you know, it's always my friends. <laughs> the whole neighborhood does this, but not in our house. Why? I think we can, you know, sometimes our our instinct or our flesh wants to just say, like, I'm the parent, and I said so, and that's it. Yeah. End of discussion. But I think it's so much more valuable when we can be approachable. Yeah. And we can answer questions, and we can give them a little insight um, so that they can grasp uh, just a better understanding of what's going on in our head. And again, we don't have to justify our parenting. Yeah. Not saying that. But um, the the opposite of being approachable, I think, would be to be hostile. Yeah. And why don't you just talk a little bit about maybe a hostile parent, what you're kind of setting yourself up for. Right. Yeah, you're setting yourself up for um, a home where your kid's going to rebel if all they have is rules and a relationship with you where they don't feel like they can approach you with any kind of question and you just have set up all these parameters of rules of don't do this don't do this don't do this and they don't really have understanding of why behind all that nor like a comfortable feeling about hey i can always approach mom and dad and ask them questions then kids are for sure gonna are gonna rebel against that um and so i think being approachable and creating that atmosphere that safe place that kids can be like, hey, I can ask mom and dad anything. Yep. But obviously there's wisdom in what we tell them. We yes. tell them just enough that they need to know yep. at this point and stage in life, uh, but not too much because we also do want to protect their innocence. Innocence is, is, is something that we're short on supply of yes. in our world today. And innocence is a good thing. And so I think it, based on their age and stage and, and maturity in life, there's probably wisdom and discernment going, okay, you need to hear this at this stage and age of life, and, and I'm going to save some more of that for you later on which is a great example of that Corey Tim Boom she was riding on a train with her dad and she was asking her dad questions that were uh, kind of like a like um, about sex mm-hmm. and um, her dad wouldn't answer the question 
And so he like asked Corey right before they got off the train if she would pick up the suitcase and carry that. And Corey struggled with it. She couldn't carry it and she stumbled and fell. And so then her dad came over and picked up the suitcase for her and carried it. And when he got off the train, he got knelt down and, and kind of got right face to face with Corey and said, Corey, there's some things in life you're just going to have to trust your dad to carry for you until mm. the time is until the time is right mm-hmm. and i can give you that information but for right now you're just going to have to trust me i'm going to carry it for you i love that that's yeah. a great that's a great visual um and you know i think that's a really um good way to look at kind of our role mm-hmm. in this as parents yeah. right there are things that we are we're entrusted to protect our kids from yeah. We are um, tasked with discerning for them until they can begin mm-hmm. to learn how to do that, right? Yeah. Like that's, that is our role as parents. And so, um, you know, hopefully some of these principles um, might be helpful to you as you are making decisions in your home. Um, again, you know, this, these are just wisdom principles, I think, in parenting and things that you can kind of a checklist for yourself yeah. when you're presented with, Hey mom, can I play this new game that the whole neighborhood is playing? And <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I think just to go down that list about, okay, am I being obedient in this issue? Am I being intentional here? Am I being wise? Am I being diligent? And am I being approachable? Yeah. I think that, um, can really guide maybe where you land ultimately. Um, and of course, you know, with the caveat of, we are children of God and we have the Holy Spirit in us. And so there are so many times where we just don't know the answer, Mm -hmm. right? And maybe there's not a overtly right or wrong answer. It really is kind of a judgment issue. And so I think we should never discount the the role of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. in us to help us. Yes. And to just give us discernment in the moment even to know like yes or no right here, right now. And, um, you know, media is only going to continue to dominate our world and the world of our kids. Yeah. And so I think we need to um, we need to be really careful about what we do and say to them. And um, yet also knowing that if we make a mistake, we can come back to them. Yeah. Sometimes that's powerful. Absolutely. To say, hey, uh, we we gave you a little too much rope here and yeah. we're now realizing that was not a wise decision. Totally. So I had to do that with Carter the other day. Sat, sat him down on his bed and talked with him. I said, listen, bud, your mom blew it. And I just want to apologize for <laughs> oh her. Gosh. And listen, she's going to do better. Stop. We're going to be, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, where are you going with this example? Good night. <laughs> no, it's it's a team effort. And um, sometimes the best things we've ever done for our kids is to have to apologize to them for how we've messed up, yeah. and they see that we're real and that yep. we're we're a work in progress. Yep. And um and that mom and dad are trying to um, keep it real in front of them, again, so that they catch Christ. If we yes. try to be that perfect parent, we're never going to be that for them. Right. Um. There's only one perfect parent. That's right. And that's our Father in heaven. Yeah. Um. And thankfully, He perfectly loves us yep. and uh, perfectly forgives us. And when our kids see us acting in a way that is um, in accordance with the truth and not pretending like we have it all put together, right? but um, owning up and taking responsibility for our own lives and how we're living that in front of them is such a powerful reminder that we too need Jesus. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Well, next week we are going to get um, a little more practical um, as we've kind of now maybe set up some good wisdom questions to ask as parents and even just adults and what we're doing with our time. Um, we want to talk a little bit more about this issue because it is so prevalent in so many homes and mm-hmm. it causes so many um, roadblocks and it, it causes fights and yeah. just a lot of tension and stress. And so um, next time we're going to talk a little bit about some new data that yes. has come out regarding screen uh, screen time in the brain in particular yep. and what we're now learning because so much of this journey has really been a shot in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't had hard concrete data, but we're starting to get that now. Yep. Um, and then we're just going to talk practically about, okay, what are some ideas for um, working this out in your home? And again, we aren't the experts. Uh, we've got a great resource we're going to share with you, great book um, that we highly recommend. But there's so many out there yeah. that are great. It's not the only one. Yeah. But um, they these things uh, seem to help and generate a lot of good discussion in mom's life. And so I'm hoping that it would be something that would even be helpful for you, no matter the age or stage of your kids. Yeah. And like I said, maybe even you, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was convicted mm. as um, we put this together. Yeah. So incredible data that they've come out with. Uh-huh. You're not going to want to miss um, next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it will be very practical and helpful, mm-hmm. and might help inform some decision making. Yeah. In your home when it comes to technology. Absolutely. Well, Trav, do you want to pray for us and pray for um, specifically just the, the role of technology and and how we are um, to be wise yeah. and discerning in a world that just wants to suck us in? Yeah. Yeah, let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for today. Grateful for um, the Word of God. That's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Thank you that the Word will never lead us astray. That your Word also informs us on how to live a wise life in, in the eyes of God, that we might honor you and please you in all things. Um, thank you for the day and age in which we're living. Um, in so many ways, it's, it's, it's incredible because we have this use of technology that can be used for a lot of good. But we also know there's a lot of bad out there with technology too. Um, and we need to have that discerning eye and, and wisdom in making decisions, not only for ourselves, but for the next generation to help them to be able to wisely navigate through this world of technology um, because it's not going away. And they need to know and have the tools to be able to properly um, uh, work their way through it all in a way that's godly. So thank you for our listeners today. Hope this has been an encouragement. And we thank you so much for your son, Jesus Christ. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of the Family Huddle Podcast, and we are excited to be back again with you next time. We'll see you then. All right. Bye-bye. And that's another episode of the Family Huddle Podcast. Thank you so much for spending some of your week with us. We do not take it lightly. We appreciate that you would choose to be here, um, that you would choose for us to be one of the things that you allow into your home and into your week. Um, as we're talking about technology and what should get a yes and what should get a no, um, it isn't lost on us that there are people that um, say yes to us each week. So thank you for that. We hope that this was encouraging, um, gave you maybe a different lens or thought process as you think through technology and what it looks like in your own life and um, in the lives of those around you. And then as was mentioned, please be sure to join us next week um, as we kind of walk through some more practical ways of thinking about things. But Um, 
yeah, we, we would love to hear from you, whether that's um, a podcast review off your platform allows it, whether that's on social media and Facebook or Instagram at Grace Church Family Ministries, or if you head to grace.church, want to shoot us an email and drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you think, how we can be praying for you, and we will see you soon. 